Hank, you've always had a plain background. Yep. And when I say plain background, I mean literally a picture of a plane. <laughs> um, London, you're decided. I'm going to shut this window. London, you decided to uh, follow that suit and also have a plain background. So I thought it would only have be. a plain f- background, Bradley. <laughs> oh, that's, your, oh, that's always your plain background? Yes. Awesome. I, it it so, changes. I decided, you know, since we're uh, talking about planes today. Uh, spoiler alert, this is a plane episode. <gasps> Yippee! I think I should probably follow suit. Um, and uh, <laughs> unveil his JJ the Jet Plane Tumblr fan art background. Nice, nice. Uh, I, was, I was close. I was, see, actually, I was guessing, uh, I was guessing from this movie, but the, the, the trip airplane, so close as well. In yeah, I have, for the listener, I have chosen the movie, the Disney Pixar movie. I no, that is not like, Pixar. Don't call it not a Pixar, Pixar movie. It's that not is, a Pixar movie. That is from movie? their like B studio. That's not even oh. Disney Animation Studios. That's like their like like low budget studio. Oh my god! I just assumed it was in the same universe as Cars. It's in the same universe. It's not made by Pixar though. Dang, they had to shell that out. What? That, that's sad. That was from their movie that like their studio that doesn't. They're like used to do their straight to DVD ones. Um, I don't know if it's like Disney Toon something. I don't Toontown? know if it still exists. Not quite. Um, but in terms of characters that are close to JJ the Jetplane, that's like right there. I got yeah. it close. It's funny. So Dusty it, is the plane. Dusty in the trailer for that movie. The original trailer for that movie showed like plane characters from the Cars universe, like jet fighters taking off from an aircraft carrier. That was like how the trailer started. And my dad, who flew planes from an aircraft carrier, was really excited. And then it was not about that. (laughs) Uh, That was going to be like Top Gun, but Disney. Which sounds could could be kind of fun. It'd be interesting. Interesting. Um, But it was was not. Mm. Not Yeah. I I actually haven't seen the movie. You're fine. There's no need to. Okay, good. Yeah. Just. Move on. Yeah, London. London. <laughs> so just move on. You you didn't you, did you see the movie planes? I have. Okay, yeah. Uh, so okay. I... So actually, somewhat related to uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Don't spoil it for Hank yet. Uh, he I'm has not. no idea. Okay. <laughs> but there is... that'd be a big <laughs> from me. <laughs> no, there is actually a character in Disney planes. Uh, with a paint scheme uh, related to what we'll be talking about. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep that on top of mind. See if there makes any connection for you. And with that, why don't we just get started with today's episode? Hey guys. Hello. Hello. I'm Hank Farr. Oh, and I'm Bradley Miller. <laughs> and I... Hank, how about you? Oh, well, we're going to introduce you to shut up a little bit. That's a good I like that line. <laughs> shut up a little bit. Uh, Hank, how about you do the intro? I feel like I've done the intro the past yeah. few times. What's everybody? Uh, what's up, everybody? This is no good ideas. This is the podcast where we talk about all sorts of bad ideas in history. History. I said history. History too. <laughs> history and pop culture, uh, from lousy marketing decisions to uh, horrible, you know, tactical errors in you know military operations from history. That's the thing we talk about all the time. Um, yeah. Uh, we're gonna cover it all with me, Bradley, and our guest today, London Russell. Yeah, give it up for Hello. London. So London has been a friend of mine for like very close to 10 years now. We've known each other and we have long bonded over our love of airplanes. Um, So I've always been interested in the kind of the military side of like flight. So my background for a while was an A1D Skyraider. I think I described it on the podcast to Bradley and now it's an F6F Hellcat, which is my favorite plane. Um, And London has always been into commercial aviation. So his background is currently a... Oh, you're talking about my actual... Yeah, London, I want you to explain it. (laughs) Yeah, what's your background? Okay, my Zoom background is 
It's a Boeing 787 parked at Chicago here, operated by American Airlines. Um, actually, Hank and I were <laughs> Hank and I were flying to um, we're flying from Seattle back to Washington Reagan, and uh, yep. we were a little jealous that this flight was headed to um, I just said it in uh, Venice, Italy, and uh, yeah. we wanted to get on really bad. So one day, wait, so from your flight it was going from seattle back to dc and then the next destination it was going to was venice italy no so we had a layover in chicago um and this 787 was just parked nearby at one of the nearby gates so we that's where there was go ahead sneak on just sneak on just sneak on oh yeah yeah. you just do like the classic cartoon tiptoeing thing with your hands up like T-Rex arms and they, they won't notice. They'd never ask for your boarding pass as long as you do that. So yeah. that's a life I, hack. I actually told Hank when we were on a layover that the way to get on a flight is if you just when they had when they prop the door open, if you just book it, you sprint, you just <laughs> don't even stop. If you get on board the aircraft, like they can't do anything with you. Okay, so the goal yeah. is to beat the gate agent down the jetway. <laughs> They've never removed anybody from a flight before. It's never happened. Uh, They've uh, never used force to <laughs> remove at United Airlines. Yeah, I mean, not to at anyone, but we're adding United Airlines today. <laughs> um, but London, we're so happy that you're on. Um, I think this is this is we've been planning this episode for like what two and a half weeks, and then something's come up every time. Be like, oh, Hank's sick. Oh, I won tickets to a musical. Uh, I think those are the only two reasons. Yeah, yeah, we just delayed um, it twice. <laughs> yeah, but now we're doing it, and we're I'm considering you our uh, chief aviation expert. Would you take that uh, title? Uh, for the commercial side of things, with the side of F twenty two and F thirty five, sure. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Okay, so we have a chief aviation expert of no good ideas. So I got to say, I'm really excited for this episode because we were at a a bar in Seattle when they came up with the idea to do this. And I I had gone to, I think, get another drink or something. And when I came back, these guys were doing like like devious planning face and they were looking at me with their (laughs) devious planning look. And they were like, we're going to do a podcast episode. It's going to be really good. We're not going to tell you what it is. So I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a a wild topic. And. When I thought of it, like what I saw the um, topic, just like researching stuff, I was like, oh, this is a perfect episode. And then I was talking about it with London and you're like, yo, I should be on that episode. And I was like, of course, that makes perfect sense. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And I think what if we just like jump into it? Let's just jump into it. London, are you ready to just jump into it? And also, I should say, London, you have a pretty the from what I what we were talking about. I remember you having like a decent knowledge about this specific topic. Is that true? Yeah, actually, when you mentioned you were doing the podcast, I, I literally was like, what? You're talking about this? I, can I be part of it? It sounds so exciting yeah. to talk about. So I'm ready to mm-hmm. go. Sweet. So let's start with this question. You guys like the travel, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You know, you, you just got done traveling. Yep. Uh, from the the west coast shout out um but if you had the ability for a for a steep price but if for that you could travel anywhere in the world at any time for free would you so for one price you'd pay it once and then once you're done with that you have like a card and you're like i can use this card and i can get on any flight Go anytime, go anywhere for free. Would you? I'm going to guess that this one price was pretty expensive, but if I had the funds for it, yeah. Yeah. It's like movie pass. It's exactly. <laughs> this is what we're about to talk about is uh, actually it is the movie pass of airlines. So that's essentially what American Airlines tried to figure out. And it's fitting you have that American Airlines plane in the background, London. Um, yes. Yeah, but let's. Let's let's take it back. Let's take it back. The year is 1981. You know, 1981. It's the start of MTV. Yeah. Princess Diana marries Prince Charles. She's the not US, dead yet. 
Yeah, the yeah. U.S. and Iran sign an agreement to release 52 American hostages after 14 months of captivity. That's super and also, hot. <laughs> okay, the American <laughs> American Airlines also needed cash badly, badly, um, like really bad. Yeah, 76 oh. million dollars in losses in 1980. Why was mm-hmm. that? Uh, well, they this was right after the Airline Deregulation Dere- Act of 1978, correct? Yeah, and for those of you who don't know what the Airline Deregulation Act is, essentially, it was signed into law in 1978, and it essentially said that the government no longer had any authority to set routes, fares, uh, the like. So it was really up to the individual air carrier to set all of those prices and routes, and to essentially be competitive as 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 they could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, not United. I'm going to keep saying United just because our last episode we talked about was about United. But this is yeah. American, a very different airline. Uh, but American needed this cash. Uh, but they okay. didn't just want to borrow the cash. They would have to give it back. And interest <laughs> rates were very high around then. Okay. Uh, so instead, they came up with an idea that would bring in a quick influx of cash. So they introduce the American Airlines air pass oh my god air- i was literally gonna joke like airline pass but this is like this is movie yeah pass. it's a legit thing yeah and also i should mention air pass spelled with two a's at the beginning yeah anything american, oh, airlines, for american airlines automatically yeah. pretty much branded with with like their advantage program is a advantage yeah so it's not just air pass it's air pass air pass i'm not gonna say it like that but imagine every time i say air pass it's air pass like you're about <laughs> to throw panic. up. <laughs> yeah. Air pass. Air pass. There is a wasp right outside my door and it's trying to get in. You Not today, it wasp. Eat it. Live on pod. Sounds like it needs wow. an air pass ticket out of Boise. <laughs> London, you with the jokes. Um, <laughs> but no, the, so in American Airlines introducing the air pass. For the cheap price of $250,000, you could have a lifetime pass for unlimited first-class air travel anywhere in the world. Can I do something? I want to adjust that for inflation. I want to know what $250,000 is. Modern modern day, it's $745,000. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have that written down in my notes. So, Hank, you can just sit sit back. Shut up a little bit. <laughs> Shut up a little bit. Shut up a little bit, Hank. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, so that still feels like not that much for that deal. Yeah. No. Like, I expected it to be in the millions. No. Now in modern millions. Yeah. For $250,000 back then? I mean, come yeah. on. That's cheaper than buying an airplane. Think about it. Yeah, and you don't have to do the maintenance costs and stuff. That's, you don't that's have to do the really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also for an additional 150000 you can add a companion pass and be able to take someone with you anytime you fly. Whoa. So that'd be a total of $400,000, which is a pretty penny, mind you. Let's not yeah. negate yeah. the fact that it's still $400,000. This is not but a, for the, universally acceptable or accessible. Sorry. This is not acceptable. This is, this is not, not acceptable. acceptable. <laughs> we have to admonish this. this is... No, uh, but this is like a very, very good deal. London, you'd agreed with that. Yeah. So I think the the way they presented the program in its early days, it definitely makes sense. There's a modern version of AirPass, which we can talk about later. But oh, in yeah. its creation, uh, I think it was, it, if you had the funds for it, hell, if I had the funds for it and I could time travel, I'd definitely take advantage of it. I mean, yeah. I, think about home alone, family traveling first class, uh, at least the parents to, to Paris, yeah. you know, whenever the hell you want or whatever destination you want. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, yeah, you know, and London, you enjoy taking flights. Mm-hmm. So you could just go on a flight whenever you felt like it. Like we yeah. joked about just wa- sneaking onto the plane, but you functionally just flash the car and just walk on like kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, way, yeah, in a way, I mean, it's like, it's not quite literally that simple. You have to plan like call ahead or call last minute oh, yeah. at least to make a reservation, but you can pretty much show up and book a ticket at the airport uh, yeah. and walk on. So going back to this past, believe it or not, a decent number of passes were sold, 66 to be exact. 
Um, and there are also uh, some famous AirPass holders, and included Michael Dell, founder of Dell Computers. Ever heard of them? No, not at all. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, baseball player Willie Mays. And a billionaire Mark Cuban. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he could probably afford that pretty nicely at that point. Dude. Yeah. He, 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 Honestly, you know it's that? a really cheap fare uh, to pay instead of looking for, you know, keeping up with a private jet. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Because you yeah. don't have to maintain it. You don't have to, you know, fuel it, man it. You, you have like a first class experience every time you fly. Like that's, if you're flying international first class, that's like a I don't know what it was like back then. But now that's like that's better than staying at home. I'd rather be <laughs> I'd rather take a nap international first class than take a nap in my bed. Yeah, it it is a it, insane experience. Um, Well, like I said, it started in 1981 at 250,000 in 1990. They increased that price to 600K. So it lasted that long. This wasn't like this didn't get nixed quickly. I'm curious where this goes wrong. Yeah, I'm just kind of going to give I'm going to give a little background on the pass itself. And then we're going into the depths of why it was a bad idea. And then in 1993, they increased it again to one point one million dollars. Today, that'd be about two million dollars now. That's probably what you were thinking originally of how much this would cost, right? Right. Yeah. Right around there. Yeah. Uh, They stopped selling these passes in 1994, but they did bring it back one time for the Neiman Marcus Christmas catalog in 2004. For three million dollars, four point three million dollars now. We've got a funny story about Neiman Marcus. You got a funny story about Neiman Marcus? I mean, I got I got a second hand. Yeah. So I think. Are you referring to my furniture story? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I I volunteer for a charitable organization back at home called Share, and we essentially deliver furniture to to families in need. So we pick up furniture from from people around uh, the area who, who have it to donate. And it's generally people who are living in pretty nice homes. So I think when I, the first year I was working with Cher doing furniture pickups and deliveries. Uh, so this was back in 2013. Um, we actually had a call to go, or we had on the schedule to go to a neighborhood in McLean called The Reserve. Uh, and we were curious what we would pick up from there because the reserve, you're talking two, three, $4 million homes. Uh, some all usually very high quality furniture that would weigh a ton, but Hey, it would never break. Um, so turns out we went to the Neiman Marcus family home, where at least one of the relatives lived in that neighborhood and was donating furniture to our organization. Wow. We walk in there. I mean, it's they had to be in their 90s, very just ancient. The house was dark and gloomy. They took us to the basement, which we're thinking, like, is this some sort of dungeon, you know, on the way yeah. down? <laughs> um, and we get down there and they're like, okay, yeah, here's what we're donating. I shit you not, they were giving us Target pressed wood furniture from the Neiman Marcus family. Wow. And that's what we walked out with. <laughs> like El Cheapos. Dang, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Give us that good stuff. Oh, you know, their house was honestly kind of empty. I was shocked. And I'm guessing they were just giving things away because they looked really, really, really up there in age uh, uh, at the time. I'm sure that whoever we saw in that house is probably dead by now. But uh, uh, yeah, that's, we were shocked. Just, yeah. Target pressed wood furniture. Yeah, that's crazy from Neiman Marcus. Especially because like Neiman Marcus is like known for like having insane Christmas like the not giveaways, but like things that you can buy in their catalog. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I have uh, some things uh, written down in here. They um, once were trying to sell walk on roles in Broadway musicals. Um, a build your own Noah's Ark that came with all the animals. Um, a, <laughs> oh wow, that's my fa- that's my favorite one. That's very funny. That's a, funny a twenty idea. million dollar submarine. Uh, I've heard, out, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. They give uh, they're not giving away, but they're selling a cobalt 
Valkyrie X plane um, and a mummy case that included the mummy. From the movie? No, or just a, a real, a, a real freaking mummified human. A being. real human being mummified. Who wouldn't want that in their house? I mean, that's kind of yeah. Seriously, wall decoration. Yeah, we call this guy <laughs> Terry. Yeah, this that's Terry. a conversation yeah, starter. Yeah, mummified like in like twenty five hundred BC. He's still chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. a great way to get cursed. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Who knows the background of that? Bring thing. the yeah. That's I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy that even if I had the money for it. That sounds like a terrible idea, but. Who knows? Yeah, somebody who doesn't believe in mummy magic. Hey, and you know they have Neiman Marcus has some pretty incredible clearance deals after Christmas. I mean, talk about like a fifty, an originally hundred thousand dollar coat for fifty grand. I mean, like what a steal! Come on. Oh my yeah, gosh! I mean, you're by losing money by not buying it. Yeah, you're literally losing money if you don't pay fifty thousand dollars <laughs> for that coat. Yeah. Um, but back to the story of this air pass. Air pass. Um. Usually when we do an episode of a story like this, we end the story with it being discontinued or ending. But that's only like part of this. These passes were for a lifetime. So even when they stopped selling them, people kept flying using the pass. Yeah. It's it's a lifetime arrangement. Yeah. So this this is where things get a little Uh, juicy, if you know what I mean. uh, And we'll get into that after this short break. Ad time. Ad time. No good ideas. We'll be right back. Welcome back to No Good Ideas Already in Progress. So when we left you off, we were talking about air pass and how these passes lasted a lifetime. And so you can imagine these 66 people who had these passes, they loved them. And they use them to their fullest potential, literally. Um, for example, a man named Mike Joyce bought one after getting a $4 million settlement from a car accident. And within a 25-day span, he traveled from Chicago to London 16 times. <laughs> just because you could. This is what we're talking about. You could just, like, you could. You could yeah. just get on the plane and go anywhere. It's, it's free? Oh, You spent a lot of money, but you just can without having to think too hard about it. You use it enough, it pays for itself. Yeah. I'm fairly Um, certain this guy would fly up to like somewhere in New England just to get a sandwich that he wanted from somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what people are doing. So let's let's meet some of the people who bought these passes. Um, I'm going to talk about two of them specifically. We're focusing in on two of these people. Um, Air pass holders, Stephen Rothstein. And Jock, and I'm not joking, Vroom, V-R-O-O-M. His last name was Vroom. That wasn't like changed. Is it losing a bet or something? That's no. Interesting. Well, I'm just because, you know, you go fast on a plane. Vroom, vroom, if you know what I mean. Jock, ah, <laughs> ah, um, we got gotcha. Yeah. Uh, they both spent $400,000 each for the pass. So a pass for them and a companion. Um, and I'm highlighting these two in particular because they use their air passes a lot. Uh, a lot. Uh, and uh, London, you were kind of like referencing, oh, they just fly to uh, anywhere to go grab a sandwich. But like, yeah, they would do that. Like Rothstein would literally just fly for fun, like flying to Providence, Rhode Island from Chicago just to grab a sandwich and flying back. That seems like yeah. a lot. You got that's got to be a good freaking sandwich. Yeah, even for free, that just takes up a lot of your day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you so, at that point, you've probably made it like part of your identity, part of your life's existence to use an air pass in that manner, just to fly around like that to give up all that time just to go get a sandwich, right? Definitely. I yeah. guess. Um. Yeah, but it, it's like. Even if it's a really, I mean, like it's Hank, you're saying it had to be like a really good sandwich because can you imagine like driving? It's like, how far is the flight from Rhode Island to Chicago? So if you fly Chicago to oh, yeah, Providence, you, it's an hour and 45. If you fly back, it's about two. That's, 
damn near four hours. Not to mention, I'm assuming you have to leave the airport and like. Yeah, and that's not even factoring in transit time on the ground. Yeah, right. We don't know how far the sandwich shop is from the airport. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it's pre nine eleven, so at least there's not security, but that's still a lot of time. So this has got to be like, like there's got to be a sandwich that good. Or you yeah. don't need to take a flight, you know, like the sandwich can can't be that good. Yeah, we're on to you, Stephen Rothstein. Can you imagine just being like, oh, I'm going to go grab a sandwich for lunch and then driving two hours there and back? Yeah, even. Yeah, that's that's just that's just so silly. Like, Stephen, I had Jersey Mike's for lunch today. Those uh, are everywhere. That was really good. It's a good idea. Bad idea. Jersey Mike's. Great idea. I love Jersey Mike's. Good stuff. Uh, good idea. Uh, I got Michael. a sandwich from albertson's today london what did you have for lunch um uh, i didn't really have much of lunch today i was outside working okay uh you, okay. you ate some bugs. just a quick snack <laughs> yeah the air um back to uh uh air pass, air pass. where was i air pass good transition um also another thing um something i don't get about air pass is even though you have unlimited flights forever you still rack up frequent fire miles the more you fly. <laughs> Which means that you can redeem those with anyone you want. Yeah. Okay, so you can just give away more miles. Right. And so Stephen Rothstein flew so much that he accumulated more than, get this, 30 million miles. Shit. And Jock Vroom nearly 40 million to put that in perspective the movie up in the air starring uh uh george clooney oh i love that movie a big you can i haven't seen it but you know there's a big plot point is that Mm -hmm. he accumulated 10 million miles and that's like a big deal yeah these people quadruple george clooney (laughs) and in clooney's case he was flying on a corporate account his company was paying for him to fly. Right. And so he didn't pay the big chunk up front. So he was actually, you know, paying on travel, working, flying back in the movie. That is whereas people were talking about who were definitely legal users of air pass per the terms until they violated some of those, and, which is a little gray, but um, yeah, they were flying just whenever they wanted because they could. We're talking right. far more frequently. Yeah, Stephen Rothstein, over 25 years, uses AirPass more than 10,000 times. That's more than one flight or about, what is it? Yeah, it would be a flight like every other, no. Let me just break this down. 10,000 10, times. Let's say, he, let's say he went round trip each day. Oh, shoot. It's, a, it's like a time a day. It's like once a day. Yeah, he took 1,000 flights to New York City, 500 flights to San Francisco, 500 flights to Los Angeles, 500 flights to London, 100 flights to Tokyo, 100 flights to Paris, 100 flights to Sydney, and 100 flights to Hong Kong. That's just a fraction of the 10,000 flights he took. 100 flights to each of those places. That is nuts. That's a lot of time. Well, I mean, he flew a thousand times to New York. He flew 500 times to San Francisco. That's like. That doesn't sound fun. Sandwich run. Sandwich run. Hey, I'm going to Hong Kong. Does anyone want anything? Um, Yeah, and he played Wi-Fi then. So he just kind of like read. He must have liked reading, like doing crosswords and stuff. Right. I mean, they, 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 they didn't really have. They didn't when they weren't like missing Wi-Fi because they didn't have Wi-Fi. I know, but like, 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 you're just kind of on the plane and like, I, I, I'm saying like that's a lot of time on the plane. Well, they, I think back then they had like little TVs and stuff. Would that be right, but, London? Yeah, and not so oh, much okay. international business and first-class passengers were pampered and still are quite nicely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I still understand. This still um, sounds super boring. Yeah. <laughs> I can't any flight over like six hours. I'm like, Oof. yeah, he was flying way more than six hours. Um, but but, it, I, OK, I will counter like, yes, it can get a little boring if you have nothing to do. But sometimes there is. There might be fewer people understand this, but there is very much a thrill of just 
getting on an airplane and going somewhere like inherently oh, that yeah. in and of itself and being there can give someone like a high in some ways like it's a great right. feeling and i get that too but not for eight and a half hours and not like like it, for me like it, once you've done it a thousand times you've got to build up a tolerance to right <laughs> then that, you get right? used to it yeah also depending on how far I mean, that is also a thing I think he did. Um, he flew so much that he would just sleep on planes. Yeah. 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 That's, okay, that's kind of practical. Yeah. So that kind of works. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, did they have the beds made... back then? Yes. Oh, I hope so. Oh, okay. man, those beds are so nice. That's sick. They, they were yeah. slightly different than what we see now, but they did. Okay. Mm-hmm. He also made friends with a bunch of people at American <laughs> Stephen Rothstein. Um, so That's every awesome. pass holder had a personal assistant that would help them like book flights that they would call and be like, hey, wow. um, so Rothstein, according to an article written by Rothstein's daughter, uh, his assistant was named Lorraine and she became like a friend of the family. Like they would send like postcards back from like vacations and stuff like that. Um, Rothstein also met a cart driver at O'Hare Airport and basically took him under his <laughs> wing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but he basically took him under his wing and hired him for like different tasks and like little errands and jobs and stuff. And he eventually became like a big brother of their family. Um, they he, like came over for dinner and like picked up the kids from school and whatnot. What? Yeah, this is cool. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's there's some cool stuff here. Yeah. And with uh, Jock Vroom, he also flew a bunch, you know, of course, he flew 40 million miles. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, he was also really casual with it. He would fly to like Maine every Saturday to go see his son play uh, football in college. Hmm. Um, this is my favorite. He also once flew to Washington, D.C. to pick up his father-in-law. So uh, he the father-in-law would come back and babysit Vroom's children because it would be cheaper than hiring a, a, like a teenager in the neighborhood. So he just said, hey, my kids need to be babysat. Uh, Hey, can you do it? I'll pick you up. And he just flew to Washington, D.C., flew him back. Okay, but like, okay, I can't imagine that if you're buying this, you're super low on cash that like you need to save that money from buying like instead of just paying for a teenager, because like in the end. I think it would be more convenient and worth the money of the convenience not to fly and pick up my father-in-law. So that at that point, this is really like, I can, so I will. Well, keep in mind, he also spent $400,000 on this, so. Yeah. Yeah, but like, if you can spend $400,000 on this, you can afford a babysitter. But it's it's not about babysitting. It's about him having, this is pretty much like, a huge component of this person's life. They're going to yeah. find a way to maximize that yeah. and justify yeah. it in a back ass words way. Back ass, yeah. ass, ass you know, back ass, whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> we got you. We got you. <laughs> yeah. We, we know what you're I can't talk today either. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, Lenny, you do have a right. Like once you buy this, this becomes like part of your identity. Yeah. Like you're now the, the guy who goes on a bunch of plane rides all the time. You, that's yeah. like that's that's your thing yeah you know um but uh, jock was also like really charitable with his past like he took mm-hmm. friends and family on like worldwide vacations and he even oh. flew aids victims to be able to go see their families whoa yeah so cool guy these these two people are kind of kind of dope yeah seriously uh rough also gave up his seats many times to like strangers he met like there's like people would be like oh i need to see my dad he's like dying but i don't have the funds to go see him in like australia or whatever to so be like come with me and they just go fly to australia um so all in all these two spent a lot of money for their air passes and their companion pass but in the end it paid off for them wouldn't Seriously. you say i th- i think so for sure 100 yeah. percent. yeah how do you guys feel about this so far? Let's check in. I think it's like created some cool opportunities for some people, the people that could do it. Yeah. Like neat, neat ways of doing things that never would be accessible otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly think this is such a deal. I mean, if this was available today, people would be running to buy it. Uh, yeah, that is the, that is the uh, sound of the day. Sound of the week. I should say, uh, 
sound of the week. That is now going to be a recurring segment on No Good Ideas. Um, But yeah. So, London, how do you feel about this so far? Let's check in overall. What's your vibe? I think considering, relatively speaking, how little you pay for a lifetime pass, should you agree to its terms and abide by them, I think it makes, it's it's a fantastic uh, membership. And it seems like I have both of them used it really well. And for any, even for people who didn't fly as much as these two did, the fact that they have that flexibility for a hell of a lot less than what it would cost to even, you know, lease, lease a private jet annually. Right. Um, yeah. It, to me, it, it, I think they're making the most of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's it was an insane deal. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, Air, American Airlines they kept selling the uh, Air Pass for a few more years and then stopped altogether. Um, I believe in like 1994, and then like sold like a one off in 2004 again. Um, but let's fast forward a little bit. Um, I wish I had like a fast forward sound. <laughs> That's good. I'm gonna clip that. That's Thank gonna you. be it. Um. <laughs> So let's go to 2007. This is where American ran in some new financial trouble and they Uh-oh. needed a way to get out of it. Does that have anything know? to do with? No, that was 2008. Yeah, I mean, could, I'm, I'm not too sure of the timeline with that. Um, but let's just yeah. say it's 2007 and they're running into some money issues. Um, yeah, airlines in the 2000s were, especially after 9-11, were going through oh, yeah. going in and yeah. out of a bankruptcy, merging with one another. So between like 2000, 2001 and 2010, we saw the airline industry shrink in terms of the number of carriers just yeah. big time. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. By the way, I just re- like remembered this kind of like plot point with this whole thing. So did this actually accomplish the influx of cash they wanted back in the early 80s? I actually don't know. I mean, they got money. S- over 60 people paid between 250 and four hundred thousand dollars so i'm gonna say yes <laughs> yeah i think if they if they just needed that quick hit of cash then i'd say it did yeah yeah because if you take a look at americans position actually um when they first started offering it i can't say i don't know exactly how effective it was but the fact that they were able to get that quick cash climb out of the troubling times because the 80s were full of uh of trouble economic times uh they were the the ceo at the time robert crandall made a historic order for the mcdonnell douglas md80 uh, like a crazy number of them where i want to say the initial order was between 40 and 100 of them I'm, i forget the, the exact count but and it was at a steep discount and American used the MD-80 until 2019, which I was there for the retirement of it. it happened to be one of my favorite. Yeah. I remember that was a big deal. You like put on, I think, only like your Snapchat or something. I put it everywhere. It. it was it was yeah. big deal for me. But um, now I went with you to the what? What was the specific retirement? It was like the last like non-commercial flight of the MD-80. No, it was the last commercial flight of the MD-80 for a U.S. carrier because Delta okay. retired it. When COVID hit, they said, okay, yeah. we're cutting all the unnecessary fleet complexity and getting rid of old aircraft. So off the NB-80 goes. Uh, yeah. Hank and I so, watched Flight 88 take off from Dulles. This uh, was like June. during the height height of the pandemic. So June we actually basically went to the abandoned airport. It was weird. Wow. I saw it. I think we went to the top of the parking garage to watch it. And there were two other people that were like, you know, across the parking garage from us. And yep. then we went into the airport and there was nobody. Wow. Yeah, we That's walked inside and it was creepy, like ghost town. Mm-hmm. Um, like the security checkpoint, even like the regular line, not pre-check, totally wide open. Like the oh, wait time was something like one or two minutes, which is unheard of at Dulles. It <laughs> sounds like the Boise airport. I swear <laughs> to God, I've never waited longer than like three minutes at security. At Boise Airport. It is. I don't get it. Every time I leave because I'm leaving for like Christmas or Thanksgiving. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be so busy at the airport. I'm going to get there like an hour early just in case. And then I'm through the gate 
or at the gate in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? That's uh, but that's sick. besides the point. Yeah, but that's besides the point. That's something I just talk about a lot. Um, yeah. But I remember uh, you did uh, the retirement of the MD-80, but that is super creepy that the airport was just totally abandoned. I wouldn't know how to react if I just went to an airport and there was just nobody yeah. there. It's just one of those things where it's like, I know I'm never going to see anything like that again. Right. Yeah. Totally well, at least lifetime thing. We hope we don't. Uh, yeah, seriously. Seriously. Yeah, fingers oh. crossed. But um, I, I think what was really eerie as well was just not just the lack of people, but if you, we were standing atop the garage waiting for the, the Delta, it was Delta's uh, retirement flight, their MB-88 to take off. We would see in the distance, or we saw in the distance, like rows and rows of, since it's a United hub, United 777s, 757s, all just parked there out um, on an open apron farther away on the airfield. And I've just personally at the time, I don't think quite Hank uh, as well, but I, I certainly had never seen such a collection of aircraft just parked. Yeah, it was weird. That's strange because they they like to fly. I remember my dad saying like, yeah, it's terrible for an airplane to like be sitting for too long because Uh then you'll get like technical mechanical issues that you have to keep them in motion. So just like a car. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Let's get back to this air pass because I'm almost at the end, almost at the end of this story. Um, But this is this is the big hit. This is the big hit. So, like I mentioned before, uh, American Airlines kept selling the Air Pass for a few more years and stopped altogether. And it was in 2007. They ran into some new financial trouble and they needed a way to get out of it. Uh, they did the math and they found out that between Rothstein, Rothstein, have I been saying Rothstein or Rothstein? 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 No. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I think yeah. it's fine. Uh, they did the math and they found out that between Rothstein and Vroom, their constant flying in first class arrangements was costing American forty million dollars. Holy! Well, what would let's, let's put that number in context, okay? Because it was costing yeah. them around a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Still, I think they're getting the their money's worth. Was yeah. forty right? Yeah, that would make more sense. Hmm. Yeah, wow. and they also like I think that million dollars a year had to do with like the taxes and whatnot that they had to pay or something connected to them. Yeah, their think- miles. So the fact yeah. that they were so the fact that they were earning miles on top of their travel means that all of a sudden, you know, those miles are you can convert it to cash effectively when you book a ticket. So mm-hmm that's i bet that's where the 40 million comes from it's not just a million dollars lost tied to their air pass travels but the miles uh, as well yeah it's just insane wow. that's these yeah, two that's guys way more than i thought it would be yeah isn't that and like that's that's not all of them that's just two of them that's just two of them that yeah. is just two guys two little stinkers costing american <laughs> millions of dollars um i like the i like the the idea of like the boardroom meeting of like you know they're their financial team kind of like going like, all right, boss, they go up to see you and they show them the paper and it's just, you know, the, the huge downward red spike, like of the money that they're losing from, uh, from these guys. And he goes, the, the CEO just goes, these little stinkers. <laughs> they specifically said these little stinkers are ruining yeah. our company. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be making money if it wasn't for those meddling stinkers. Right. Right. <laughs> as a scooby-doo anyway um yeah but so american was like okay we have to find a way to revoke these passes fast but the problem is these passes were lifetime how on earth could they revoke a lifetime pass when they said like oh we we're, we're gonna keep honoring this uh the membership that you have with us way way on into the future so have I no mean, worries you're gonna fly safe with us would this be something where the legal fees would cost less than maintaining the thing like maintaining the, the pass? I'm I'm not too sure about that, but they did have to play like a little dirty in able to be able to revoke these passes. So they killed Vroom. And- <laughs> you got yeah, it. it. Yeah, they nailed it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh... 
they took him out down in the uh, baggage claim delivery mm. center and shot him in the back of the head. And that was it. <laughs> and then they just pushed the bodies onto the baggage claim and they just kept they exactly. Just, it, yeah. Whose baggage is this? <laughs> Nobody's claiming it. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, they just slapped a tag on them. Like, oh, that's it's a weird looking. Really weird. Respect, they put. They even managed to put a priority tag for them. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know they were lifetime passes. Yeah, you know, they had to. They had to respect that. Yeah. Um, but this is what they did. So uh, several times, both Rothstein and Vroom would book their companion seat even though they were traveling solo. And this is something that they were told that they could do. Um, they would uh, like label as like uh, Rothenstein Jr. or like Rothenstein C, just be able to have extra leg room or whatever, extra room. And mm. this is something that they could, they were told they could do by American employees. Wow. Um, but the airline revoked Vroom and Rothenstein's passes for doing this saying it was fraudulent behavior even though they said they could do it Interesting. and they fraudulent had in their behavior. yeah they said in their uh um like contract for the air pass if they figure out that there's something that they do that classifies as quote fraudulent behavior they can revoke the pass no questions like you, you can't get it back immediately wow yeah literally it was uh i think with uh, steve rothstein he was like about to go on a flight and he was hand delivered a letter saying that his mm-hmm. pass had been revoked. Yeah, Gosh, he was actually like, good. That was I was going to say that was like probably like a huge life changing thing for him. Yeah. Just like just like sup bitch. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Mhm. Wow. He uh he was with a companion and they were about at O'Hare and they were checking in to go to Bosnia and uh <laughs> Essentially, the agent hand delivered the letter, and uh, right there, his life flashed before his eyes. You know, totally different now. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That had Uh, definitely become part of his, you know, like his fucking routine. Yeah, like it had to have. Well, Mm -hmm. and to show you how much it had become part of this guy's identity, whether it was uh, Rothstein or whether it was uh, the the other gentleman, uh, Vroom. One of them, I forget which it was, but one of them was talking about when they got notice of it, I mean, they went home and I think they they didn't sleep or eat for something like two or three days and were just absolutely miserable. Man. Wow. And then they sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so after years of flying around the world and maintaining a positive relationship with American, they just revoked their passes. Um, Vroom was even accused of selling his seats, but he said, like, I never did that. What are you talking about? Yeah. But they, they both sued American. Huh. Um, uh, Rothstein specifically sued because he was told that by employees that he could book the seat or whatever. Yeah. He was like, hey, he said I could do that. And this is, a quote from a former American employee that worked with Rothstein with booking seats. He said, quote, I personally don't think he materially violated any of the use of the air pass as is or as it was written. But he used it a lot of times, not as they intended it for it to work. I think that's where they got pissed off. Not to mm-hmm. mention the fact that they had this liability sitting out on the books with all of these unlimited lifetime card holders. Yeah. Um, hold on. I have to scroll down. My guess and I have no idea whatsoever about this, is that they just wanted to get rid of it, even if they had to be mean about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to piss off, like, two people, but, like, if you're losing that much money as a company, you kind of go... Sucks, but... Yeah, sorry. Gotta do it. (laughs) Yeah. So, Um. now, there were a lot of other people besides these two. Do the other people still have their air passes? I mean, we're jumping a little bit ahead, um, but so with these uh, court cases, I'd say uh, eventually American filed for bankruptcy and delayed the trials of the, the them suing. Um, so and they eventually settled out of court. So kind of okay. a boring ending there. They settled out of court, blah, blah, blah. But why didn't they kill each other? <laughs> uh, but yeah, these two can't fly in American anymore. But there are plenty Whoa. of other people who still have their air pass. Okay. An American is still honoring their purchase. 
Wow. Yeah. So you can't buy any ones that were using it to the full extent. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And the air pastel remains today. And I don't know too much about that. London, you're talking about this earlier. Do you know more about the air pass, what it is today? Yeah. So the air pass today is more, they, they brought it back within the last few years and it's, it's more of a, it's a prepaid credit system. So your upfront annual expenditures has to be somewhere between 10 and $50,000 um, with the airline. And what happens is that you are able to essentially treat that once you've paid it, it's like a credit. So you use that credit amount toward air pass fares, which is full fare, fully refundable, no change fee fare options. Um, and it also has perks like the Admirals Club, the Airline Lounge Access. Uh, and depending on how much you spend, you automatically get uh, elite status. So the $10,000 converts to Advantage Gold and it goes up from there. Um, and they give you some additional perks, like a, a dedicated uh, booking line. But it's a very different construct from the previous version where it was unlimited first class. Uh, <laughs> at the drop of a hat, which they'll accommodate you at the drop of a hat, but you're still paying per ticket right. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I would also say that with the way the current American Airlines elite status system works and what you're paying for AirPass, I think AirPass makes sense if you're spending toward the, um, the higher amounts on the tier. So for example, uh, American has five tiers of um, elite status uh, membership going from gold up to what they call concierge key, which is invite only. Um, so if wow. you qualify, Ooh, yeah. So if you qualify for even their executive platinum, which is level four um, of five below concierge key, if you're spending what it takes to get an air pass to convert over to that elite status level. To me, the dollar per dollar comparison, I, I get it. I can understand it, but I don't recommend air pass. If you are booking at the advantage gold or advantage platinum level uh, on the past, mm -hmm. because that requires 10 and $20,000 respectively. And as someone who's studied the, the system quite a lot, I can tell you that you can get Advantage Gold and Advantage Platinum, plus the perks that AirPass comes with, a la carte, much cheaper than what you'd be paying at an AirPass price. So anyway, it's just a matter of, I think where, where AirPass also makes sense is it, it's, it's a flat fee. So there is a, there's protection against a, a fair increase. So for example, when Hank and I booked our mm -hmm. tickets to Seattle, uh, between the time we booked them and the time we traveled pretty much, and this is the same fare the rest of the summer from DC to Seattle, the ticket price doubled um, with everything going on, which AirPass yeah. would protect you against things like that. Yeah. Neat. You're right. You're completely right all about that. Um, I also realized with my sound effect board, I had uh, this sound effect that I just never used. Oh my gosh, wow. we've been sitting on that the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I also had a takeoff sound effect. So you're just going to be spamming these during our ending segments to, to get the mileage that we did, to get our air pass mileage out of them. Exactly. I spent four hundred thousand dollars on these sound effects. I'm gonna be getting them. I'm getting my money out of them. Um, but yeah, but that's the story of AirPass. That's that, crazy. Is that really nuts? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not as not as much of a stupid disaster as MoviePass, but like, like really interesting, just because of the way that it became an integral part of people's lives. Yeah. Speaking That's of that, really we should do an episode of Movie Pass. I feel like we haven't talked about that. I think I we should. Why. All right. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that, guys. Stay yeah. tuned. Stay subscri subscribed. I don't know. Stay Keep yeah, listening. You subscribe to a podcast. For, okay. Yeah. Keep listening yeah. For, uh, for a Movie Pass episode. So I think it's time, even <laughs> though this episode's going long, but I'm having a great time. I think it's time exactly. for our Noah, 
uh, was it Hank? What Good idea, bad idea. Our ending segment. Yeah. So, London, if you don't know, this is the time of the show where we talk about a personal good idea or a personal bad idea. This can be whatever you think is a good idea or a bad idea, like a movie you saw that you think would be a good idea for someone to go see, or a food you don't like that you think would be a bad idea uh, for someone to see, um, or whatever. What's going on? My whole Apple Watch is, like, go- going off. Huh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, this is the section. Uh, who wants to go first? London, if you have one, you can go first. If not, uh, Hank, feel free. Yeah, I can go first. So cool. My, (laughs) my good idea, bad idea for the week. I actually, I kind of spoiled this for Bradley because I just kind of started talking about it before we recorded, but is Lightyear. Good idea. The movie, uh, Pixar movie. I know that's kind of been like, I think the reaction has been mixed to it kind of online, but I think it's a fun movie and it looks really good if you want to see a good animation movie go see that movie and i think it's especially contrasted against like when when we were seeing like the trailers before that movie every single film that was like trailered for that wasn't like 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 it was just a bunch of different studios every single one the animation looked really bad Mm. like pixar is among a few studios and it's kind of like actually maintaining a level of quality with that and it's there and it looks really cool um, you could say they're light years ahead of the competition. Yeah, I will say yeah. that. It's nice, incredible looking movie, really cool animation. Uh, it was actually Lego was an important part of the design process. The director is an avid Lego builder, so good on him. That's cool as heck. Uh, and the the like cute merchandising character for this movie was one of the funniest they've ever done, I think. Uh, the, the robotic cat, really good. Really good, like, I've been seeing character. a lot about that. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, insufferably cute. No, this one's really funny. Great voice actor. Great, great, really, some of the coolest animation I've seen on a character. So I like the movie a lot. And I think that you'll enjoy it, even though it's not like Pixar incredible. Like, it's not their best stuff, but it's still a lot of fun and it looks awesome. So that's my good idea for the week. I feel like the kind of like wishy-washy of the reviews comes from how confusing they made the marketing for it. Because it took them like a what a year and a half to try to explain the concept of the movie, and then they just nailed it within the I think in the first few seconds they it's say just the like first title, they, and they never yeah they never did clarify it. So everybody's like, where how does this relate to the Toy Story like continuity? And then they just put, played in the first title that should have been in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's a it, what in like in 1996, Andy saw Andy got a toy from his favorite movie. This is this that, that movie. movie. Yeah, super simple. Put it in yeah, the trailer. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there is, there is, I've seen people talk about this. There is a, like, paradox that's created by this and a plot point in Toy Story 2 that. Oh, God. That it's a little bit of a spoiler that means that Buzz Lightyear <laughs> had sex with his own mother. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta go see the movie to find out how that works. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna be. What? Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at yeah, that. That makes it worth seeing. Honestly, that yeah. makes it worth seeing. <laughs> That's so funny. All yeah. right. Uh, London, do you have a good idea or a bad idea? I'm just going to say a good idea. You know, it's kind of hot around here. Honestly, I'm feeling like um, like having a barbecue or something. That sounds damn good oh. right now. Oh, man. That's a great idea. Having a barbecue on like a hot that. summer I like day. Yeah. Oh. My parents and I just kind of did that today. So it, it is a good idea. I can confirm that. I will say, can I piggyback off of that good idea? Yeah. Just uh, how about you fly in your air pass out here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fly all the way out to DC and I'm going to just have it. I'm going to bring my barbecue. I'll check it. Um, And you can do that, right? I mean, if you go on the plane, it'll be fine. Um, but it's got the charcoal in it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea for uh, something to do just when it's hot. You know, get a couple dudes, couple brews, couple brats. Yeah. I'm what's your go-to sick. if you're if you're laying stuff down on a grill? What what you grilling up? Oh, see. That's a damn good question. I personally love some grilled lamb chops. Oh, wow. Getting fancy with it? Yeah. Some baby back ribs, slathered barbecue. We're talking about some nice... Baby back ribs? Hunks of, um, let's see. You do like some beef kebabs, pork, 
Nice. Good veggies. Yeah. Well, let's not forget the oh. corn. Oh man, corn on the cob. Yes. Use some sweet baby rays. We're gonna be cooking barbecue with some sweet some baby rays. Sweet baby rays. <laughs> Got some sweet baby rays here. <laughs> you know, you've seen that video, right? Have Under? I? Yeah. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <clears throat> sweet baby rays. We'll be showing you that after the video. Yeah, <laughs> after the, that's after the recording. yeah. Well, that's that's, that's an off pod experience. Um. But not nah, uh, piggybacking off of that good idea. My good idea is having your friends over to play a, a certain type of outdoor activity that involves a die. I'll, I'll just say that. And then um, having uh, our neighbors Katie corner to us saying, hey, we heard you playing that game that requires a die. We're playing that, too. We have no idea who these people are. And they're like, do you, do you guys want to like play together? And it was me, my roommates, and our friend who came over and were like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And like, sweet. Um, and our table, which we were playing on, was larger. We're playing in the backyard. Um, they said, like, well, you should bring that table over here because ours is really small. And like, okay, we'll bring it around. This guy climbs over our fence into our backyard, like, says, like, whoa, and we have like a koi pond here. And it's like, whoa, I didn't expect there to be a pond here comes around takes our table and we're like all right i guess we're doing this he walks through our uh um living room like we just met this guy we go over to their house and apparently it's a group of like kids from twin fall shout out twin uh they're celebrating their friend's 21st birthday and they're just in boise and it was an airbnb we had no idea that house kitty corner to us was an airbnb um and yeah, we spent like a good two or three hours hanging out and it was a good barbecue. They cooked us some good like brats and burgers. They were like really good. And hey, awesome. we made some friends from Twin Falls and it was a great time. We invited like more friends that we had over. It was just an impromptu barbecue with people we never met. It was great. That rocks. <laughs> yeah, that totally rocks. That's that's awesome. my good idea. Have an impromptu barbecue with strangers. <laughs> Why I, like not? I really like that. That might be one of my favorite good idea, bad ideas. I think this is yeah. one, one, of, one of my favorite rounds of this. Right. It was, yeah, all great picks, everyone. Hank, you yeah. chose a movie. All right. Uh, London, you said uh, a barbecue. And I gave an example of that barbecue that it could be. I feel like London, we're on the same wavelength here. I just want to have agree. another barbecue. Yeah. 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 I think I should actually fly out there tomorrow and we should just have a barbecue. Let's do I'll it. I'll get an air pass. All right. I'm joining. Sounds I'll good. Join. Yeah. Another another in-person episode intro, guys. You're gonna get another one. Yeah. And speaking of in-person, uh, let's uh share our persons. Uh London, is there any place on the internet that you can be found if people wish to find you? You know, the incredible thing about my name is that I'm actually pretty hard to find. Uh right. <laughs> so I I couldn't really give you a good answer for that. If anything, so we're yeah. just gonna share your street address. Um yeah. everybody go find him at uh 105. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so if anything, when you Google me, like it comes up with a hotel in London or London Russell Square. Oh, really? Wow. Do you have uh, LondonRussell.com? I don't. You should see if that's available because I feel like that'd be worth a pretty penny. (laughs) So get on If it's a hotel, it it might be taken. Let's let's figure it out. Let's go to domains.google. I burped on Mike. Uh, so London Russell. So there's like a Russell Square you said in London. Yeah. Oh, is that what were you named after the city of London or is it just a name? Yeah, city of London. Okay. Is it is there like a specific? Let's just talk about well, London. Let's talk about you. What's what's the significance <laughs> of London to like your family? And I'm talking about the city, not the name. We obviously know the significance of you to your family. Um, the, the interesting thing is that there's really very little significance of the city to us. Oh, really? There's like the name. Yeah, it's a unique name. LondonRussell.com cool. is available for twelve bucks a year. Wow. I will. And I just said it on air. <laughs> yeah, so you so- have. You have till Wednesday at 6 a.m. when this drops to buy it before other people hop on that. So just letting you know. Yeah. But you also can get it. Before our very capitalistic uh, viewer, like listener base, buys before it. Before I buy to it. Lun- oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can and have it. And it's going to link to my website. 
Okay, sweet. I'm going to buy LondonRussell.com. It's going to link to BradTRMiller.com or Brad.rocks. Common um, tier London's website. Speaking of that, you can actually find me at Bradley with a knee on anywhere on the internet. Um, depending on when you're listening to this or depending what happens, you can find me at Brad.rocks or not at or just go to Brad.rocks or LondonRussell.com and I'll link you straight there. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can uh, do all that. Lond- uh, not London. We already figured you out. Hank, where can we find you? Check out my animation work, filming and animation work at youtube.com backslash Hank Farr and check out my Lego uh, hobby building work at uh, Faraway Bricks on Instagram. We just hit 10K followers last week and now we're at 12K. So it's kind of going crazy. It's really exciting. Thank you all for the support and um, check out my work there. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to like it. There was like one last one clap, at the, clap end. at the very end. <laughs> like, 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 everybody got like the cue to stop clapping except for one guy that was like, it's like oh, oh shit. Oh, oh <laughs> stop clapping then. I thought it was started. Uh it's a little Um But yeah, uh, go follow Hank there. I'm so proud of you with all that. That's so cool that you've gotten yeah. more than 10k. You've reached even beyond that. So Yeah. I don't follow think it would him happen. there. It's like, sick there. I mean, sick. you got like, what, like 40,000 likes on one of your it posts or something? Uh, today, actually. Oh, wow. On, on an Instagram post, which is nuts. It is insane. So check out my uh, small scale Anakin's Jedi Starfighter model from the Clone Wars. People really liked it. <laughs> yeah. And it's really cool. But it like, I'm not into Legos. So like, I would never guess that would be the one. You've built a lot of cool stuff. I've so I didn't a lot know. Of cool like, stuff. I th- I've yeah. built a lot of stuff that I think is way cooler than that. <laughs> so it's like, why is this one like? gotten like 10 times more attention than just about anything else i've made hey it's, it's the algorithm insane. man it's the algorithm, algorithm. weird man <laughs> <laughs> that's a throwback from last week um yeah. speaking of throwing it back let's throw out of here um london thank you here. so much for being here yeah thanks this has been a blast uh, whenever a we do any coming having you on i'm glad to have finally had you on here yeah, Thanks whenever we talk me. about planes, we're going to have you on, okay? Yeah. So don't good. hold us to that, but it, we'll, we'll probably do that. Yeah, um, sounds good. But you're Hank, a plane expert now. Yeah, you're a uh, resident plane aviation expert. And That's Hank, what it was, RAE. Yeah, Hank, we got we to gotta get out of here. Just do your thing and we'll end this. Airball! Oh, what is this, basketball? Yeah, but, but airplanes. Yeah. Airball!